Today we're going to talk uh, week two of New Starts here. And this message today, last week we talked about forgetting the past. Today is embracing the present. And we're going to read again our key scripture, Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. The Bible says this, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I want to look at that last sentence. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Can you elbow your neighbor and tell him he's making a way? Can you tell him that he's making a way? All right, that neighbor was so stuck up, it was embarrassing. Look at your more friendly neighbor on the other side. Tell him he's making a way. He's making a way. He's making a way. One more scripture. One more scripture. Exodus chapter 3, verse 5. God said, take your sandals off. Moses, you are standing on holy ground. You, you are, you are right now. You are standing on holy ground. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this moment. Speak to our hearts. Help us. Holy Spirit, help us to embrace the present. I thank you for it. I give you the glory for it. I thank you for all you are doing in this church and in every life that's represented right now. Speak to us, I pray. Speak to us. In Jesus' name. Can I get one big loud 10 a.m. Amen. Come on, everybody. Amen. Uh, There was a famous quote that said, Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery but today, everyone out loud say today. Today is a gift from God and that, it is, that is why it is called the present. Yesterday is history, tomorrow a mystery, but today is a gift from God and that is why it is called the present. Isn't it so easy to talk about the past or to talk about the future? And we can do both with hope. We can do, we can do both with an element of faith, talking about, wow, man, it was so good back then, or, oh, man, it's going to get so good in the future. But it's even easier to complain about our present. (laughs) Am I telling the truth? (laughs) Oh, it's so easy to talk about the good old days, and it's so easy to talk about how it's going to get better. But man, I believe it's even easier to complain about what is going on right here, right now. Because we can glamorize yesterday and we can fantasize about tomorrow. But it is very hard to embrace what God is doing right here, right now. Why? Because we in it right here, right now. I want to give you three things about embracing the present that I think will really help you. I think it will build your faith and I think it will encourage you. Number one, you need to know this today. Every person in this room needs to know today, God is with you today. God is with you today, right now, right here, in this moment. I I don't don't know what you've been into. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what the doctor has said. I don't know what the lawyer has said. I don't know what your bank account is saying to you. Uh, Hear me, friend. God is with you right here, right now. You may not feel him. You may not sense him. It may not feel like God is with you. It may not feel like God is for you. But I want you to know something today. God is with you right now. Exodus chapter 3 says, Moses, you are standing on holy ground. 
Not you were standing on holy ground whenever you were the prince of Egypt. Not you will stand on holy ground when one day you finally walk into your promised land. No, Moses, right here, right now, you're, you're in a desert, you're in a wilderness, but right where you are right now, Moses, I'm with you. And if I'm with you, all things are possible. Moses, I'm with you and I'm for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Can anybody help me preach this morning? God is with you. Today, God is with you, right? He wasn't with you. Well, you know, I used to walk with God. You might have used to walk with God, but God is still with you. God is, God is not forsaken you. God has not left you. This is the covenant promise of God. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You may have sensed him more in your past. You may be expecting more in your future. But friend, you better know some right now. God is with you. Let me, let me prove to you that God is with you. You're here. Some of y'all haven't been in church in so long. Well, my mama made me come. My girlfriend made me come. Well, my wife made me come. Well, he told me to go. No, no, no. You're here because God's with you. God drug you here. You didn't even know it. That's the last time you were up early on a Sunday morning. Friend, you're here because the hand of the Lord is upon you. You're on holy ground. God is for you. And God did not bring you here to beat you up. God brought you here to help you and to lift you up because God has a plan for your life. God is with you today. You are, right now, are, present tense, are standing on holy ground. The Bible said in Isaiah chapter 7 that he is Emmanuel. God with us. I heard an old preacher say, what is God's middle name with? <laughs> he is with you right now. He's not just the God of the heavens. He's the God of you right here, right now. He's not just the God with the super religious elite. No, he's the God with us. He's the God with you and he's the God with me. Well, I don't sense God. But friend, we must learn to trust God even when we can't trace God, he's with me. He's with me, and I know if he's with me, he's not with me to beat me up, and he's not with me because he's disappointed with me, and he's not with me to remind me of how good it used to be. No, 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 he's with me right here, right now. God with us, Emmanuel. God is with me. God is with me today. And if God is with me today, it proves he was with me yesterday, and it proves he's going to be with me tomorrow. God is with me because he's the God who was. And is, and is to come. And I think it's easy to talk about the God who was, and I think it's easy to talk about the God who is to come. But friend, he's, he's with me right now. He is right now. So even if you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear evil. Even if it, if it feels like death is all around you, if it feels like hell is all around you, God is with you. The Bible said his rod and his staff will comfort you, Psalm 23. And surely goodness and mercy are following you all the days of your life. And I would say goodness and mercy are not only following you, they're pushing you. And they're pushing you forward. They're pushing you into your future. They're pushing you into your destiny. They're pushing you out of lack. They're pushing you out of sickness. They're pushing you out of defeat. They're you out of addiction. And they're bringing you into everything God has for you. Give God a clap real quick. I'll move on, I promise. Just... I'm getting excited at the 10 a.m. I'm sorry. i got to calm down. God is with you today. Number two. 
God is working with you today. He's working with you today. He's not just working for you. He's working with you. God is not just working today. God's working with you today. Here's how we said it. Isaiah 43, verse 19. I'm making a way in the wilderness. Now catch this word, making. This is not a miracle word for my Bible scholars in the room. This is not a miracle word. In other words, God doesn't snap his fingers and a way is made. This is actually a creative word. It's a work word. It's a, uh, how, many, how many wish we didn't have, you know, road construction, right, in, in Vegas? How many wish it just, boom, it was over, right? So you go to bed, you wake up the next day, boom, the roads are perfect. No, 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 there's construction. Elbow your neighbor, tell them I'm under construction. I'm under construction. Tell them I'm under construction. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Some of y'all, like, you wanted to laugh at your spouse, and you're like, yeah, I know you are. Okay, no, yeah. <laughs> I felt it, yeah. I felt a tension on my left side. I don't know. Mark, just look straight ahead. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Rochelle, be, be nice, be nice. I'm under construction. See, see, God says, I'm going to work with you. This, this word make, I don't want to bore you with Hebrew, but it, it is the Hebrew word seum, and it means to put your hands on or to, to lay hold of, to establish, to fashion, transform, to work on. In other words, it takes agreement. You know, God has never made a table. He just makes trees. And we want a miracle life, and God says, I'll give you a tree, but you got to do something with it. Oh, man, we don't like this kind of preaching, because I grew up in Pentecost. So I grew up in, ah, just pray for me, I'll fall out, I'll wake up, and everything will be perfect. No. God, give me a miracle, he gives you a seed. God, give me a miracle, he gives you a tree. God, give me a breakthrough. No, 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 he, he gives you the beginning moments, but then... We must put our hands on it. We must lay hold of it. We must work it. We must work. I'm under construction. I'm, I'm, I'm in process. But, but as long as I'm in process, that means that the hand of God is on me and God's working on me. And you might feel a little uncomfortable right now, but I'd rather be uncomfortable with the hand of the Lord upon me than all the way comfortable and God is not with me. So it takes agreement. Like Jeremiah 18, the potter and the clay. God says, I'm going to make a way for you, but I'm going to do it with you. We're going to do this together, hand in hand. You want a better marriage? I'll work on it with you. But you can't just lay hands on your spouse and it's over and it's changed. <laughs> I'm going to help you be a better father. I'm going to help you be a better spouse. I'm going to, I'm going to help you, but, but it's going to take agreement. This, we don't like this kind of preaching. I was like, Lord, do I have to, like week two, Jesus? Like we just getting to know each other. But friend, the life you want is going to take agreement with heaven. <laughs> so we say, God, make a way. And God hands you a shovel. God streams in the desert, Jesus. <laughs> and he hands you a shovel. 
And he hands you a wheelbarrow and he says, let's go. But friend, it's so much more rewarding when you do it with God. Because you had a part to play in it. You're witnessing the miracle with God. You're working on the miracle with God. Rarely does God do something for you. The vast majority of the time, God does something with you. And this is good. This is encouraging. See, this is why people who, who win the lottery so often are bankrupt a year later. How do you spend $40 million? How are you that talented? Because they don't know process. Let me tell you why. Because they were in debt before they won the lotto. God says, let's work on this thing because while I'm releasing the new thing in your life, we're going to do it together. So when you walk in all I have for you, you're actually a better person. You actually have more character. You actually have more integrity. You're not going to blow it when you're finally on the platform. So David prayed this, Psalm 90, Psalm 90 verse 12. God, teach me to number my days, that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, I don't know how you were raised, but I was raised on this scripture saying this, God teach me that life is short, and I better do something, you know, before I die. Um, morbid, okay, that's actually not what it means. This word number is translated from the Hebrew word manah, and here's what it means. It means to a point. Assign, way out, prepare, or set. Okay, hear me, friend. If you don't appoint your life, someone else will. <laughs> if you don't assign your life, it's called a budget. Oh. It's a B word. <laughs> it's a bad word. We don't want to say that word. A budget, a schedule, a calendar. If you don't assign your life, someone else will assign your life. You know, the average American is watching 36 hours of television a week. Not you, because you're awesome, but the average American, the ones who are sleeping in right now. Listen, the 1130 watches 36 hours of television. Amen. 36, that's a full-time job you're not getting paid for. If you don't assign your day, Fox News will assign your day. CNN will assign your day. And it's never good news. You never turn on CNN and Anderson's just there like, hey guys, isn't life great? <laughs> Kiss your wife. Just go do it right now. Just go. No. The sky's falling, right? Same for Fox. Same for everyone else. So, so we're spending 36. That doesn't include Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Friend, if you don't assign your day, someone else is going to assign your day. Dad, if you don't assign values in your family, someone else will. If I don't assign the spiritual temperature of my home, someone else will. Friend, we must ask God, God, teach me to number my days. Because if I don't number my days, the enemy will number my days. People who do not love me will assign my days. People who don't have my values will assign my days. God, if I don't do it, someone else will do it. And friend, I, when, I, when I'm preaching like this, I understand it's, I'm stepping on toes, but... Taking responsibility has never been easy. Ever, right? 
what happened? Adam sinned. He goes, this is my wife. And Lord, you gave her to me. And she was naked. How was I going to say no? And man, it's been our problem ever since, right? Lord, she's naked. I... And then what did Eve do? She goes, it's the devil. It's in your Bible. And we do the same thing today. Well, yeah, it's because of the economy. Oh, it's because of this. Well, it's because of that. And it's so easy to make excuses. Mm. Friend, okay, this one's going to hurt. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Every good thing you want in life is usually on the other side of a painful decision. I felt the pain in the room. You know why I'm not in shape? Because it hurts. I see Clayton here. This guy's a professional boxer. He's a coach, MMA coach. Like, I ain't waking up at four to get grappled. Like, yeah, choke me out. No. It hurts. But see, eventually I'm going to have to make a decision. Listen, every good thing I want in life is on the other side of a painful decision. I want to be debt free. Cancel your cable. What? I'm leaving this church. That guy's a jerk. I want a better marriage. Plan a date night. Every week. Date night, mate night. Okay. Like, I thought I'd get one amen from a guy, like, so, mate night too? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm in, okay. Every good thing I want in life is on the other side of a painful decision. Isn't it so true? It's so, it's, it's life. See, the life I want is going to take work. God says, I want to make a way with you, but it's going to take some work. The life you want, the home you want, the marriage you want, the health you want, the finances you want. It's going to take some tough decisions. Oh, but, and, and this is why we make, you know, New Year's resolutions and we don't keep them because it actually hurts. You know, okay, I don't know why I'm telling you this story. Jesus, help me. I was on Instagram and it was like, you know, you see the, you know, your little explore page and it's like, Five minutes of planking. Every, you all know what planking is? Come here, Daniel Emery. Show them what a plank is. Come on, quick, 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 quick. Do you know how to do a plank? Let's go, five minutes. Come on. Now, see, I saw this on Instagram, and I went, I went, Psh, I could do that. Strengthen my core, help my back. Psh. Guys, four seconds in. I thought I was having a heart attack. Get up. I'm, this is abuse. It hurts. But it's so good for you. I don't, I don't know what your plank is. It's going to take work. I don't, know what, I don't know what that thing is for you. But what's going to help make your life better? Look at this scripture, Lamentations. That is in your Bible. <laughs> Chapter 3, verse 27. It is good for a man to bear, to bear the yoke in his youth. Okay, here's what, here's what God's saying. 
Work hard right now. So some of y'all are going, well, I'm not a youth anymore. I'm old. No, no, no. You're younger today than you're going to be tomorrow. That's science. Thank you very much. That's, I have a doctorate. No, I don't. I'm, I'm younger today than I'm going to be tomorrow. So today's my youth. Carry the yoke today. Work today that's going to make your future better. When is my youth? My youth is today because I'm younger today than I'll be tomorrow. So what can I do today that's going to improve my future? Here's a great quote. The dream is free. You know, that is a blessing of being a child of God. Acts chapter 2. That when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll have dreams and visions. Free. Paid for by the blood of Jesus. The dream is free. The hustle is sold separate. Y'all ever bought a toy for your kid? Batteries not included? Hear me, friend. Hustle not included. Dream your dream. Have a great dream. Talk about all the amazing things you're going to do. Friend, it's going to take hustle. It's going to take hard work. In your marriage, the marriage you want is going to take work. The finances you want is going to take work. The spiritual life you want is going to take work. It's going to take time in the book. Time in prayer. Seeking God, getting up early, making it a point. I've, 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 I'm learning this principle because, see, I'm a musician. I'm an artist. I just, you know, I want to be up till three and sleep till noon and, you know, speak in tongues and prophesy. And I can't do that because i got to be a pastor, right? So uh, I'm, I'm becoming a morning person in Jesus' name, okay? So I'm up early and I'm in the Word. And I'm seeking God and I'm praying and I'm going to the gym. Just kidding. (laughs) I had you for a second. You're like, yeah, yeah. No, no, not that part. Listen. So that when my wife wakes up and my baby wakes up, I've already, I've already, I I made the painful decision that's going to make me a better husband, better pastor, better man of God. So when my wife wakes up, she's not waking up to a grump. She's waking up to a guy that just spent time with God. It hurts because I'm not a morning person, but it's good. Uh, recently, I had a friend, he, he talked to me about how he, he cannot tithe. I cannot tithe. I cannot tithe. Cannot, I cannot do it. Can't afford it. And uh, I said, well, do you want to, like, talk about it? Like, do you want to work out your finances? And he goes, sure, sure, we can talk about my finances. So we looked at his, his finances. Um, first of all, he had a BMW. Great car, beautiful car, wonderful car. And I said, you should trade in that BMW for a KIA. Some people call them Kia, but no, I call it a KIA. You know what I'm saying? Fire. And I said, you just, you just take it right off your car. So you, and then when friends say, what kind of car is that? You go, it's a Kaya. What is that? It's a Japanese car. You, you ain't ready for it. You can't handle it. How much you pay for it? You're not ready. And I said, you go from an $800 lease to a $100 lease. <gasps> this is like rocket science, right? And then we, we saw this bill every morning, Starbucks every morning. Breakfast sandwich. By the way, have you noticed when you go in a line now at Starbucks, they go, hi, can we, well, can we offer you a breakfast sandwich? Have you noticed this is, they offer you food now? Because you're already going to get coffee. So they go, let's sucker them. Okay, so anyway. So 
And I go, yeah, give me a sausage breakfast sandwich. Okay, no. So I'm like, I wasn't hungry, but now I am, yes. So he was getting a breakfast sandwich, a Danish, and a coffee every morning, $15 every morning, times 30. That's like $4 million. That's my GED right there. I did take math twice for my GED. Four million at least. Then he ate out every day for lunch. Ten bucks a day lunch. So at 25 a day, just food. So I said, so there's this place called Costco. And you can buy a Keurig coffee machine. And then you can buy Jimmy Dean sandwiches by the hundred thousand. Y'all know these boxes, Jimmy, you know. Yeah. Be- before you know it, we cut. I said, what's this direct TV bill? What, how is it so much? He goes, ah, I just got all the channels. I said, you got like 800 channels. Half of them are in Korean. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> cut it. Just cut it. He had the highest speed internet. You know, I said, cut it. Why do you need this so fast? Just cut it. So be- before we know it, we-, we literally cut thousands off his monthly budget. But boy, it was going to hurt him. It's going to hurt. So do I, do I tithe? Or do I drive the BMW? Do I, do I be what the Bible calls a good man and lay up an inheritance for my children's children? Or do I have 800 channels? <laughs> do, I, do I start saving for my daughter's wedding? Or do I spend 15 a day at Starbucks? Now listen, I ain't talking to you, I'm talking to your friend, but I'm just telling you, it hurts, right? It hurts. Friend, what painful decisions can we make that would radically change our lives? The chains of my past and the strength of my future is directly connected to what I do today. Let me have the worship team come up. I want to give you one more, one more, uh, one more point, because that one hurt. So let me try to help you now at the end. God is with you today. God will work with you today. Here's number three. God will help you today. So don't hear this message and go home and cancel every bill you got. And uh, he said, I'm going to give you streams in the desert. Let me tell you what that represents. It represents the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Take this, and now this week you go to God and you say, okay, Holy Spirit, what do I got to do? Lead me and guide me. Okay, don't hear this message and go, I'm going keto, I'm going, ah, I'm going to go. I don't even know, you don't even know what that means. Okay, so anyway, that was, I'm going on a fast, you know, no, no. Go to God this week and say, okay, Holy Spirit, what do I, what's that painful decision I need to make that's going to move our family forward? What's that painful decision that I need to make that's going to get us out of debt this year? What's that painful decision that I'm going to make that's going to that's move us spiritually into a whole new dynamic? What's that painful decision I need to make that's going to, it's just going to take my relationship with my kids to the whole new level.
He'll talk to you. Because God will help you today. I, I want you to hear this because I, I, I would hate to preach this message and it sounded like self-help. We don't believe in self-help. We believe in God help. So God says, let's make some painful decisions together. But then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to refresh you. Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. We're going to do this together. See, the water speaks of the Holy Spirit. The water speaks of refreshing. The water speaks of supply. The water speaks of overflow. So this week, I want you to ask God to help you. This week, I want you to ask God to guide you. This week, I want you to ask God for wisdom. Friend, God will give you that guidance. God will give you that help. God will give you that wisdom. Trust Him. Trust Him. God has a incredible, expansive, influential life for you. It's not going to happen just by comfort. It's going to happen by making some tough calls that are going to move you forward. Oh, but boy, it's going to help you change your landscape of your family, change your finances, change your spiritual life. It'll change your health. It hurts today, but the future me is applauding saying thank you thank you for for bearing the yoke today because it's changing everything in the future I cannot wait to preach week three next week I'm going to be talking about how God said I'm doing a new thing do you not perceive it I, I, it's going to be a, it's, it's a prophetic word next week and I, I want you to come back and I want you to bring a friend then the week after that, we start a brand new series. Jesus made seven statements on the cross. And we're going to walk through those seven statements leading up to Easter. I'm telling you, it's going to move you. And you're going to fall in love with Jesus over those next five weeks. We, we got so much planned. But hear me. This church is not built on events. And this church is not built on the next big thing we're doing. This church will be built on small groups amazing kids ministry powerful praise and worship and a message from the word every week that's just going to change your life so I was talking to my wife this week it was like we don't have a lot planned yet but I don't want to just be an event center I want to be a place of life change one more scripture and uh, Jay's about to come up and he's going to close out this service God said this is 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. God says, at just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. I want to give people in this room an opportunity today. I've already talked to the Christians. You you're going you're gonna to do business with God this week and God's going to help you. God's going to guide you. God's going to lead you. But I want to give people in this room an opportunity to 
begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Jay's about to lead you in that moment. This is a powerful moment. This is the most important moment of the service. And I'm, I'm telling you, I think the Holy Spirit's already knocking on the door of your heart. And He's going to speak to you. Father, I just pray you speak to every person in this room. Open our hearts to what you might have for us. In Jesus' name. As Pastor Jabin said,